to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 234 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Oh, man. Well, we finally got some racing in, and we have our first repeat winner of the season, and that goes to Martin Truex Jr. And, folks, don't be surprised if he's our first three-time winner after this weekend at Richmond. Uh, more on that in a little bit. Weekend, man, I got uh, was pretty decent up here in Metro Detroit. Saturday got out for a round of golf, which, uh, not going to lie, was a little bit all over the place. Uh, I had two birdies, seven pars, but uh, I also had maybe two or three eights and a couple sixes in the mix as well. But, uh, you know, for only the second round of the year, uh, I'm sure I can work out a few of those kinks uh, over the next few outings. Might get out again this Saturday, but we shall see. Uh, And then Sunday, I I had probably the laziest day ever. Uh, Got up, went to the couch, went to the fridge, went to bed, uh, watched the Xfinity Race Cup race in WrestleMania. Uh, Did not burn any any calories on Sunday at all. Uh, I didn't even throw any meat in the smoker. That's how lazy the day was on Sunday. Uh, let's see. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with NASCAR Chasm and the Orange Cone. Had an absolute blast with those two, uh, as you might expect. If you haven't checked that out, uh, we just had a good time. Uh, so go check out episode 233 if you haven't already. Um, and bonus show coming at you this week on Thursday. Dustin Albino from jski.com will be back for his uh, third installment of the uh, lapped traffic jski uh, partnership. Dustin and I will be talking some NASCAR and of course we will be talking some WrestleMania. So feel free to send some comments, suggestions, questions, uh, whatever uh, your thoughts are on any of those topics or whatever you'd like to hear us talk about. So that's coming up later this week. But tonight, got a big show tonight for you guys. I'm really excited. Uh, Brett Moffitt will be back on the show here in just a minute. And uh, also, I'm sure you guys are well aware that April is Autism Awareness Month. So I thought, why not bring two guys on that are great champions for the the cause from metro detroit he is the official uh charity of the lat traffic podcast with uh that's freddie the pizza man and from twitter it's at nascar sammy uh those two are gonna be out at the same time i'll i'll, I'll get those guys on right around the social media segment of the show and uh of course uh, well so i'm gonna talk a little bit briefly about Martinsville because uh, I know Dustin and I are uh, we'll, we'll cover that as well so I don't want to rehash too much and want to give you guys a reason to tune in on the bonus show as well uh, so I'll do some limited uh, racing recap uh, got your social media shout outs Aaron will have some weather and all that good stuff lucky dog lap down and fantasy oh I am so excited about lap traffic fantasy I wonder why that could be we'll find out a little later in the show so let's get things rolling let's get brett moffett on the line all right lap traffic nation joining me on the line making his third appearance on the lap traffic podcast he is the driver of the number zero two with our motorsport chevy in the xfinity series and the driver of the number 45 in the nice motorsport chevy with the truck series welcome back to the show brett moffett brett what's going on man how are you 
I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Just, uh, you know, looking forward to getting to Richmond this weekend and getting back to the racetrack. Absolutely. Listen, man. So uh, this is the fifth season of the show. Tonight is episode 234. You were last on on season two, episode 77. So it has been a minute since you've been on and so much has happened uh, with with you over the last couple of years, man. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, you know, first of all, congratulations to you guys and, and having the success to, to get that far down the road, but, uh, it's great to be back on and yeah, it's been a busy few years since last time we talked, a lot has gone on, a lot of good things, a lot of not so great things, but, uh, we're here and we're still racing, so that's all that really matters. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So let's let's start with the truck series. You know, you you won your first championship with the Tory back in 2018. Uh, really got those guys on the map as a single truck team. Then you made the move over to GMS for a couple of years, and now running with Nice Motorsports. Uh, talk about those three transitions for you personally, and how that's helped develop your career. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, for me, obviously, winning the championship was huge. And then, um, you know, it's followed up directly 10 days later by uh, getting informed that you won't be back at the team. So that was quite frustrating and, and definitely a letdown. Um, I felt like we had really built that season to put ourselves in a good spot. And I knew moving forward, the team was going to be very successful. So um, bummer, I couldn't return to the 16 truck in 2019, but thankfully GMS kind of picked me up and um, spent a good two years there and, and got some wins, never got that championship, but we made the final four both years and we're contenders for it. Certainly. So, um, you know, wish we could have won some more in the final year and ended up winning the championship, but that wasn't in the cards. And now we're back at nice and, uh, things have been things have been really good so far. It's been a lot of fun working with Cody Efall, Al Nice, and and Phil Gold uh, on the 45 truck. Uh, you know, we're we didn't fire off where we wanted to, but uh, I believe in them and I believe in the people they have at at the race team. So I think we're going to build that back into a winning program. And um, you know, at this point, we just look forward to getting to the track each week to to try to prove what we've learned from the week before and to keep getting better. Well, and we've got some tracks coming up that are your bread and butter in that truck series. So uh, I know you mentioned, you know, a little bit of a rough start to 2021, only five truck races in. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I'm really excited to see what you guys are able to do in that 45 truck. Yeah, it's it's been positive so far. We've had speed. Um, when we've had an issue, we've overcame it. And, uh, you know, like you said, we have a lot of good truck tracks coming up for, for myself and for the team included. Um, you know, it's just, it's hard right now when you switch teams, uh, new crew chief, new people to really get that chemistry going right away. It's, it's a challenge with no practice and, um, you know, it, it definitely hurts, but we're working forward and doing everything we can to be good. Uh, yeah, I, I feel you there. Uh, real quick, man, uh, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but it, it was just such a unique thing. Uh, talk about what you thought running the Bristol dirt race, man. <laughs> uh, I'm probably not the best one to ask about this. <laughs> I I think dirt cars are for dirt racing and asphalt cars are for asphalt racing. And until they uh, figure out a better way to marry the two, I, I don't have the best taste in my mouth. So fair enough, <laughs> fair enough man, that's hysterical. Um, Brett, listen, I, I don't remember what announcement came out first in the off season, whether it was your Xfinity or the truck ride. Uh, but talk about what, in, uh, what went into both sides kind of working together to, to run full time in both series. Yeah, it was, uh, we first announced the Xfinity deal with our motorsports. Um, we didn't get it signed till after Phoenix, but we kind of had things in the works for, for a little while leading up to that. And, um, you know, Chris Hour and everyone at our motorsports, Joe Williams have proven to me that 
they're they're not just a team that wants to come run 15th and be happy with it and and that's what i look for and even though we're a small team with a third or half the budget of of the cup teams that are racing in xfinity we've we've really outkicked our coverage i feel and um even though we've we've done good and had success we still want to be better so that came first and then um cody ephaw with with nice called us up and wanted me to run and chevrolet also wanted me to to run the trucks as well um just to just to try to build nice back to what they were when ross was driving for him a few years ago in 2019 and and have two teams um alongside gms capable of competing for championships in the truck series um so agreed to do that and uh it took a little bit of uh persuasion with Alan or with uh Chris Hour um because I signed there first but uh you know thankfully everything came together and uh it's it's honestly a, a racer's dream I get to run most weeks two times a week and I'm on track more than the competitors around me which I think is always a good thing absolutely um so w- when I look at our motorsports you know like you mentioned you know you got a lot of the cup teams that've got an Xfinity team in there uh, you know our doesn't uh Colic doesn't you know when we look at what Colic racing has done in the Xfinity series over the last couple of years and we've seen the quick growth uh that you guys have had over at our um you know I, I see a little bit of a resemblance there but tell everyone a little bit about the history uh behind those guys yeah so chris hour started racing and modified he's he's up from the northeast and um just a super good guy like i, I wouldn't want to work for anybody else he's he's amazing to work for and to be a part of his team but uh yeah he started in modifieds uh dabbled in arca a little bit here and there and then decided he want to go xfinity racing so obviously coming in um, you know, I, I hadn't heard of Chris before and had never met him. And I agreed to do the first three races with him last year. And that went surprisingly well. Um, so continued doing most of the races throughout the season, but he definitely has that drive to build a winning team. And, um, he's really put the right people in place. So it makes it a lot of fun to go to the track each week and compete. And, uh, just, we, we know we have each other's backs no matter what happens. And, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to, if you asked me last year, I guess Martinsville is the most recent one and I can relate to it. Uh, you know, we ran 12th at Martinsville and we had cup affiliate teams in front of us, cup affiliate teams behind us should have been a good day for a, for a small one car team, but, but we have uh, higher aspirations than that. And, and now that we're there and running with them week in and week out, we want to beat them week in and week out, which is a bigger hurdle than what we've accomplished so far. But, everyone's working towards that common goal. So, um, you know, Chris gives us all the tools that he can on our budget and, and we're really making a lot of it. If we could get some good partnership on board, I'm sure we could, uh, expedite the program to, to be a winning program sooner than later. Uh, we just need to keep plugging away at it. Sure. No, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, 12th place at Martinsville, uh, you know, cup teams and caliber in the front and behind you. And that, that is a huge testament to, to being able to get a 12th place finish at a track like Martinsville. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about your race, you know, so the 72 hours of Martinsville, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's uh, man, that's just gotta be so frustrating. You know, when you look at the fact on Friday night and you're like, man, we were 30 laps away, 10 to 15 minutes from being able to call this thing good and go home Friday night versus staying an extra two days, you know, after you get done racing on Sunday, are you glad you guys were able to race? Did you wish you could have just called it Friday? You know, how, you know, as a driver, you know, what's going through your mind over that time period? 
Uh, it's yeah, it's kind of bittersweet to be honest. Cause I, I feel like we were a lot better at nighttime. As soon as the sun came out and the track rubbered in, we struggled, um, where, you know, kind of on Friday night we were, I would say at worst, a probably seventh place car on, on lap average where in the daytime, obviously we, we struggled a little bit more. So it's bittersweet. Um, you know, the, the nighttime kind of masked some of our issues. So, yeah, we probably could have got a better finish had we made it to halfway Friday night uh, when we were riding P4 there. I think we could have hung on to P4 through the end of the stage because uh, we had really good long run speed. But at the same time, for us to learn and move forward, those adverse conditions are are kind of a blessing. And, and the sunshine and the rubber on, on Sunday kind of pointed out where we were struggling and where we need to work on. So although we probably could have ended up a little better, you know, I think it's good to learn, especially early in the season. We go back to Martinsville so we can learn from this and, and move on. Absolutely. No, that makes complete sense. Um, so it's an off week this week for the Xfinity Series. Uh, trucks are going back to Richmond. Last year was the first visit in 15 years. Uh, top five for you last year there. Uh, where's Richmond rank uh, for you as far as uh, tracks and, and all that good stuff? Yeah, I've, I've had some decent success there, but at the same time, it's a very challenging short track, very low grip, abrasive on tires. Uh, you know, it's kind of one of those where when you're good, you're good. And when you're struggling, it's a long day. Uh, so I struggled there last year. We, we made a strategy call that ended up playing in our favor. Um, got a decent finish out of it, but, but you never know there. You can, I mean, I'll, I'll point it out to you last year. We were, uh, top five in the first Xfinity race. And the next day we were about a 16th place car. So it can change that easily and it can be a struggle. So hopefully we go there and, and Phil and everyone at, at Nice put together some good notes from last year and what we applied and learned this year. And we can have a good truck and go race all night long. I can promise you one thing. It will be exciting. It is, it is short track racing. Um, it is aggressive. You gotta, you gotta go at the start and then save tires as much as you can. Oh man. I'm telling you, you know, I got to Richmond a couple, uh, two years ago, I think. Um, and man, I stood down there in turn run, turn one, uh, and, and seeing you guys, you know, come off the start finish line there and dive bomb into turn one um and being so close because it is such a small track that was one of the coolest things um to to, to see and feel uh and man richmond's definitely one of my favorite tracks man so uh i i hear you there um brett where can everybody follow you on social media yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brett Moffitt. Um, I think the Instagram might be Brett Moffitt Racing, but uh, yeah, make sure to follow it. I'm I'm not the best social media guy around, but uh, I do post every now and then of, of some of the fun things we're doing, especially away from the track, um, which is at another track at Millbridge racing on Wednesday nights. So if you're around uh, the Mooresville area, definitely come check that out. It's an awesome event, but uh, yeah, give it a follow and and uh, we got some new merchandise along, too, so check that out. Excellent. I love it. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Brett Moffat for calling in. Brett, uh, let's not have 150 sh- 157 <laughs> shows go by before your next visit, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I hope you're still going in 150 shows, but I'll make sure to check back in before then. How Excellent. about that? Excellent. I uh, appreciate you, man. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we'll see you. 
Oh, Lap Traffic Nation, how great was it to get Brett Moffitt back on after a uh, a long uh, hiatus? Uh, great to catch up with him for sure. Cannot wait to see what he's able to do uh, Saturday afternoon at Richmond. Can't wait to talk about some trucks next week. Um, but right now, let's uh, just hit a couple things. Like I said, I'm going to save most of this talk for uh, Thursday's bonus show with Dustin just because uh, we've, uh, you know, why not go back and forth with somebody versus just you guys listening to me, Babylon? But, um, I mean, how cool was it, Josh Berry? Picking up the win, 13 starts, and to do it at Martinsville, it, that, that, I think, just is a feat in and of itself. Uh, such a short amount of tenure in an Xfinity car, and to go out there and do that, that that's just solid. Uh, so solid. Um, and Noah Gregson, uh, I'm just going to call that one out just because he scored the most points, and I had him in lap traffic fantasy. So, uh, so far, we're doing pretty good this week in lap traffic fantasy. Um, I do want to give a quick shout to uh, Ty Gibbs. Uh, you know, up there, stage one. Uh, fell back a little bit there in stage two, but was able to come back. Fourth place finish. You know, he took so much heat with that road course win um, in Daytona. And anytime this guy's been in a car, He's he's up there, Um, you know, so I I know there's the uh, the nepotism criticism that he takes, but uh, dude's getting it done, which is pretty cool. Uh, So uh, like I said, we'll pick up more uh, with Dustin on Thursday Uh, Cup Series real quick. uh, You know, from the first half of the race Saturday night, you know, those first few laps through the end of stage two uh, on, on Sunday. I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed. Uh, I, I didn't like the tire wear. I just really didn't feel like there was a whole lot going on. Uh, Now, once teams had to start managing tires and brakes started to wear, well, that made for a lot more entertaining and enjoyable stage three. Had a little bit more from a comer and goer standpoint uh, than the first two stages. And uh, I I really enjoyed stage three uh, on Sunday. Um, You know, you look at the results uh, page on jski.com, you know, eight drivers inside the top 10 in stage one, seven of those same drivers inside the top 10 in stage two, and 11 of them finished up there in the race. So granted, there was some shifting around, uh, you know, that just shows how critically important track position is um you know and i guess this is where i would say you know i i would i really miss qualifying at a short track because track position is so critical you know you're able to go out there and turn a a 15 second lap or whatever it may be uh to be able to start a little better other than what your previous finishes have dictated for your starting position um you know I, i i would prefer qualifying if we could just because hey one you can do it a lot quicker at a shorter track um you know uh i i think that's missed uh at short tracks i get it for the mile and a half and all that um but uh, anyways, I digress. Uh, third stage, like I said, was great. The finish saw the goodbye to the streak. Martin Truex becomes our first repeat winner of 2021. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, wouldn't be surprised if he picks up the win this weekend at Richmond. Uh, you know, and, and the thing is, we still have a lot of guys without wins. So I do still think, you know, we're going to creep up somewhere between that 11 to 13 different winner mark this year, which is still pretty sweet. I know it's not the 17 we would all love. I think we just got to hang hang that one up, but that's okay. Uh, you know, you get 
anywhere between 11 to 13 different winners. Uh, that is some parity because odds are you've probably had somebody else up there too that maybe gave one away, something like that. So I, I'm, I'm still very very optimistic and have been very happy with what we've had so far this year and what we're going to have the rest of the season as we head into the summer months. That's for sure. Uh, all right. All right. So not to sound like too much of a broken record, but uh, that will uh, do it for the cup talk, or the racing talk tonight. And we'll definitely get more involved with Dustin on Thursday. That said, let's do a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, The Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Lapped Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, leave a little review if you don't mind. Tell your friends they can check out the show on any podcast platform. And the giveaway, under 140 followers away from finally being able to give away that Clint Boyer diecast lap traffic swag. Tell your friends to follow. Let's give this away. Let's get it off the uh, the desk here down there, down here in the podcast room and uh, make somebody a happy follower. That's for sure. Speaking of followers, some new followers, shout outs, uh, Fast Cars and Freedom Podcast at NASCAR WTN, Randy the Plumber at Randy the Plum 3, and Logan at Big Lomac 2. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for the follow. Tell your friends. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, don't forget to go check out the store on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Got some awesome t-shirts, some cool designs, soft t-shirts, some incredible hoodies. Uh, have seen a couple orders come through, which is incredible. Thank you so much for uh, wanting to sport some lap traffic gear. It, it really just blows me away that you guys want to do that. Uh, and thank you very, very much. And of course, if you want a free koozie and some stickers, all you got to do is fill out the contact page on the website, and I will send you one for free. All right. Now, before we get to weather, because that's normally what we'd be doing right now, uh, like I said at the start of the show, uh, April is Autism Awareness Month, uh, and I'm very good friends with a with a gentleman here who's just the sweetest, kindest person in the world, uh, Freddie the Pizza Man, and uh, let's get him on, and Twitter favorite NASCAR Sammy. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his second appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He's been making pizza in Metro Detroit for over 40 years, has an incredible charity that helps the autism awareness. Uh, it's Freddie the Pizza Man. Freddie, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, buddy. I think it's third appearance, but who's I, counting? You know what? I was going back and forth, and I was thinking it was the third, too. <laughs> and since you said so that, I got to update the tally sheet. So, yeah. All right. Good call there. Well, man, welcome back. It's been a minute. How you been doing? All right? I'm doing good, my friend. Doing good. Thank you for having me on. And uh, as you know, I've just been a little bit busy the last couple Absolutely. months. Absolutely, yes. Can't wait to get into that. Uh, also, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance with over 6,000 followers. Odds are, if you follow the Lap Traffic Podcast, you also follow this guy. His mission is to spread awareness on autism with his incredible personality and giveaways on Twitter. It's NASCAR Sammy. Sammy, what's up, man? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Welcome to the show, guys. Listen, um, I'm excited to get to talk to you guys. Uh, April is Autism Awareness Month, uh, and you guys both do incredible things at, at two completely different levels. Uh, so, Freddie, uh, first, let's start with you, man. You have been busy as you've ever been over 40 years in the pizza biz. Uh, talk about your last couple months, man. 
Well, you know, as you know, the the Dave Portnoy, the the barstool video guy, just happened to follow me on Instagram on a random Friday afternoon in January, and then direct messaged me saying, "Hey, I'm going to come by your place. Where are you located?" That's so <laughs> and, cool. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was when I saw it, I I had goosebumps because I honestly was I I never really wanted this guy to come to my place, not because of him personally, because I knew he was gonna like my pizza and I knew it was gonna really uptick the business, and I was afraid of not handling it. And uh, sure enough, he came in and gave it uh, one of the highest scores he's ever given in um, his history of doing pizza reviews, probably top five. Um, and he hasn't given one anywhere near an 8.7 since he left here in January. So, yeah, business has been uh, lines out the door, especially on the weekends, and uh, it's basically become my new normal. So I'm two months. I'm actually become used to it now, and again, it's it's basically my new normal now. Well, it couldn't have happened to a better person, man. I'm so happy for you. The pizza is great. Thank you. I have experienced it firsthand a couple times. Um, and, and Freddie, the, it's it's the it's the product. It's it's the awesome character of a human being that you are. It's it's incredible, and I'm so happy for you. Um, if I remember, if I remember correctly, you're one of the first guys to reach out to me when the video came out because I literally had four thousand. Texas text messages, direct messages, and emails in a two-day period. I and I think that. I remember you reaching out. One of the first ones, like six ten in the in the evening after the video went out. That's, oh, oh man, that's so cool, man. I I I went nuts when I saw that he was there and, and reviewed you, and I'm like, that was so cool, man. Um, yeah. Sammy, you've been on Twitter a long time uh, doing what you do. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, why April is important to you, and how that helps you spread uh, awareness for you, man. Yes, yeah, so it was important to me because it's Autism Awareness Month, obviously. So I've got my Light Up Blue program going where everybody takes pictures with the blue light bulbs, puts it on Twitter, pictures of them wearing something blue. On Twitter, I've been doing this program since 2019 is when I started. Well, I decided to go to the race in Indianapolis and pass out autism awareness hand fans. That's how I got started. And I've been doing other stuff since then, going to more races, having weekly giveaways on Twitter to promote autism awareness, selling decals on my website, NASCARSammy.com. That's awesome. How'd you get into NASCAR, Sammy? Yes, I'm watching NASCAR since 2012. One day I decided to watch the race that I found on TV. It was the Bristol Night Race. So, obviously, a good race to get introduced to NASCAR. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you can't go wrong with Bristol Night Race. Yeah. I've always been interested in like cars and like racing video games, a lot of stuff. So, it was when Tony Stewart and Matt Kenseth were racing for the lead and crashed. And then Tony Stewart threw his helmet at Matt Kenseth's car. Yes. Yeah, and then that grabbed my attention. I've been hooked ever since. That's incredible, man. And you're a big Kyle Busch fan, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Kyle Busch, man, he does some great things in this sport. That's for sure. Uh, and it's, it's yeah, just definitely. a matter of time before he picks up that win this year. Um Freddie, talk a little bit about what's what started your, uh, you know, desire to start your your charity. Talk a little bit about the charity and what you guys do. Well, you know, my uh, Freddie the Pizza Man Foundation came about, obviously, after I learned about my son uh, having autism. And then uh, through the um, 
my wife were doing the research of schooling and uh, we met with the schools. I learned about the sensory rooms and that's kind of where the light bulb went off for me. Um, sensory rooms are a big need in Michigan schools. And I, that's when I decided to start the golf outing and uh, I didn't know what was going to happen after that. And all of a sudden it just blew up and uh, the foundation has equipped 20 sensory rooms in the state of Michigan probably about nine or 10 more on the list to get to in September and October. So sensory rooms are really key for these young children in schools. Uh, it's basically a room where it has, you know, ball pits and, and, and um, uh, swings and um, uh, tr- trampolines and, and mats for them to just to get that aggression out, just to uh, refocus them uh, and get them back to learning in the classroom. Um, they're not cheap, you know, the, um, some of this equipment is pretty expensive. So, you know, obviously all the donations and the golf outing and um, over the years has really helped. And we've been, we've been able to buy everything the schools have asked. We have been able to buy them nearly about $45,000 in equipment. So um, it's gone a long way. And, you know, my goal is to have a sensory room at every school in the state of Michigan. So that's my ultimate goal. That's incredible, man. Uh, Sammy, do, you know, when you were growing up going to school, did you have anything like that in the classroom? Yeah, well, actually, I was homeschooled, so okay. I didn't get the traditional school experience. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, what's, uh, talk a little bit about your story. Yeah, so basically, my whole story with autism started like, back when I was a kid because I had a delay in speech. I had to see a speech therapist, actually, and some occupational therapy as well. So I attended preschool, and I could actually read it before I was able to talk. That's crazy. The teacher would sometimes have me read to the other kids, but I had a lot of difficulty with the social interaction, getting along with the other kids and all that. So they decided that homeschooling was the best option for me and kind of just went with it. Gotcha. Gotcha. How, how, old, are, how old are you, Sammy? Feel my man. I am 18. 18. Okay. So my son is eight years old. 19. My son is eight years old. And, you know, when he was about five years old, Brandon, I'm sorry to mm. cut you off. I, no, uh, by all means. I, I, um, we actually thought about that, but he's actually in Janet second grade right now. He's doing pretty good. So, um, a lot of things I'm hearing you say is, uh, just brings back, you know, memories with my son. He, he started talking probably about five, six years old. And, uh, he talks mostly at home. He doesn't really, you know, when he's out in public, you got to prompt him and he'll answer. But at home, he just never stops talking to be honest with you. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> Sammy, yeah. Sammy, you know, you mentioned, you know, like the, you know, uh, being more on the quiet side and all of that. Uh, so social media, just being able to talk to people when you want, how you want, interact with who you want. Uh, has that helped uh, being able to interact in that fashion versus having to do, you know, direct in person type of uh, communication? Yeah, I'd say it's helped a bit because uh, I, so like I can talk to people when I want, how I want that's awesome. So it's a lot different than in-person communication. I'd say it's been a good thing for me to kind of like use a practice, I guess. Sure. Now, when you're yeah, at the track and fans come thing. up to you, how you know is is uh, is, is that a, a, an exciting thing for you? When they'll come up to me, yeah, yeah, I'd say it's definitely exciting. It's kind of makes me feel like I'm getting famous in a way. Like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, you're NASCAR Sammy. <laughs> yeah, I certainly didn't expect to get this much support from the NASCAR community and from all the NASCAR fans. Like, it's been very humbling. Like, 
That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Freddie, man, talk a little bit about the golf outing. Uh, I'm excited to play in it again this year. Uh, I know Yonker Motorsports is excited to, to come up and, and play in it again. This thing has just been absolutely huge, and it just gets bigger and bigger each year. And it's, it's already sold out, right? Yeah, it's already sold out. Uh, you know, a couple may back out at the end, but I have a list of probably 15 teams that want to get in in case it happens. But, yeah, it gets bigger and bigger. I, I outgrew the 18 holes. I'm I'm up to 27 holes now, and, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's a lot of fun. It's um, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's almost like Thanksgiving dinner, man. It's like uh, 20 hours of prep and uh, one hour to eat the dinner, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So it, it, it actually goes by kind of fast that day, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I can't, I can't wait as well, too, and I appreciate you being part of it. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. it. It's fun. I think I'm probably, I mean, if you got donate uh, holes to sponsor still or something like that, uh, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll get a hold of you in the next week or so and, and set something up because I'd love to have 100%. that out there for sure. Uh, Sammy, what are some of your favorite charities? My favorite charities? Well, I've been working with Alton Speaks, as you know, if you've looked at my Twitter page. Done stuff with them. I've also... Uh, yeah, I guess that's the main one. I've also donated to like St. Jude's quite a bit when I was younger. Like, I would like go around to those doors, collect donations, and then send them in and get a prize back in the mail. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, Freddie, where can everybody donate for your charity? Uh, FreddieThePizzaMan.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, the Pizza Man. Dot com. I have a donate button on there, which is a 501c3, 100% uh, tax deductible to the the person. So, I mean, if autism has affected your life, or even if it hasn't, I'm sure you know somebody out there that's affected by it nowadays. Um, every penny donated goes to equipping sensory rooms. So, you know, as as we're equipping sensory rooms, understand that when you donate, you're a part of a, a part of all this and uh, making it happen. That's incredible. Uh, let's see. Sammy, man, we're going to Richmond this weekend. What are you looking forward to this weekend for the races? Yeah, I'm looking forward to probably looking forward to uh, hopefully no rain delays this time. Oh, no kidding. We we have not favored well with the weather the last couple of weeks. I mean, Richmond's always a fun try to go to, I think. And also because Kyle's really good there, obviously. So, uh, yeah, I think what well, he's maybe the weekend uh, when he finally breaks through and gets that win. Absolutely, I'm I'm with you 100. percent Have you been to Richmond, Sammy? I actually have not, but I'm planning to uh, someday for sure. Right? It's a fun track. It's a great area, man. Uh, it, yeah, it's, I imagine. It's, it's uh, the the surrounding area downtown Richmond's beautiful. Uh, I went a couple years ago for the first time, and it, it's a great great track. Um, you know, feel short. You know, it's three quarter miles, right? So you got that old school southern. Uh, you know, short track style racing feel in there when you get down there. So that's awesome, man. Sammy, where can everybody follow you on social media? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at. NASCAR Sammy. You can follow me on Instagram at Real NASCAR Sammy. And you can check out my website, NASCARSammy.com. I'm most active on Twitter, obviously. So that's the name of it. You can follow me in all those different places if you want to check me out and what I'm doing that's and all awesome. that. That's great. Freddie, where can everybody follow you and uh, all that good stuff? All social media platforms, very simple. Freddie the Pizza Man. Excellent. So, yeah. 
and and get down to Melvindale and go get yourself a slice of Freddy's pizza. You will not be disappointed. That I can tell you. Um, yeah, well, they might have to stand in line. There's no telephone, so <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a little easier back in the day. But right, uh, right. I'm, I'm I'm figuring some things out. That's so. awesome. Uh, Lap Traffic Nation. Huge thanks to Freddy the Pizza Man and NASCAR Sammy for calling in, Freddy. Uh, hopefully, you and I can maybe get on a golf course at least once before the outing and uh sammy hopefully we get to meet up at a track sometime this summer man uh would really love to meet you in person yeah i'll meet you too all right guys it was thanks, great to talk thanks, to you brandon of course guys thanks for calling in we'll talk to you thanks, soon sammy yeah Bye-bye. thanks for having me Oh, Lab Traffic Nation. I mean, you just hear Freddie, and you just know the dude's got to make great pizza. Uh, and he does, and he has such a great cause. Um, and then NASCAR Sammy. I mean, what a great job that kid's doing out there on social media, helping to spread awareness, have a good time, and bring some positive light to everybody on social media. It's just absolutely incredible. Guys, thank you so much for calling into the show. If you want to donate to Freddie and, and help his cause here in Metro Detroit, uh, you can find a link on on the website, the live traffic podcast.com, or you can go to Freddie, the pizza man, uh, and, and get it there as well. I know it will go to great, great causes. That's for sure. All right. Let's keep things rolling. Let's get Mr. Aaron Studwell on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at RaceWeather along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Keeping us up to date on uh, what's been some busy weather weekends as of late. It's Mr. Aaron Studwell. Sir, good evening. How are you? Good evening, sir. Yourself? Oh, doing just dandy. Just dandy. Ah, uh, man, lots uh, to talk about here. Let's first start, you know, the last time you were on a couple weeks ago. We were getting all hyped up for Michigan UCLA, and we know how that worked out. I think maybe the 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 Victor song might just be the curse, and we just might have to wait till the end of the year to play that. I'm not sure. I don't know because you you want to celebrate them getting to the elite eight. You want to say, hey, this was a great run and a great season, but man, the they just seem to find every way in the world to not win that game. Yes. And that is not taking anything away from UCLA. And I'm not. No, I'm and, um, but they didn't play that well either. No, that was the thing. <laughs> like the last five minutes of that game, it was like, I don't want to win. Do you want to win? We don't want to win. And it was like nobody was making baskets. Like it was just it was some of the most sloppy play I've seen out of Michigan the last five minutes of that game. And yeah, you've probably tuned in and seen AAU games that were more sharply played. Yes. Yeah. You know, they, uh, you know, and it might've been, maybe they were just worn out tired, which is possible, you know, and, and, you know, not that that's an excuse or anything, but uh, it was just very uncharacteristic like of, of that team. And, uh, but the good thing is, is, I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't be back again next year uh, just as strong. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm not sure about the recruiting class, but, yeah, definitely with a lot of those guys coming back, I'm hoping uh, some of the younger guys stay in. Howard is staying, and I think he's been – you know, we had that discussion years ago or just a couple of years ago about Howard coming in and what do we think he's going to do as a coach. And, man, um, I'm not remember, suggesting we pull the tape, I but it'd be interesting to hear that discussion. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I know I was I, – I think um, if I if memory serves correct, I was pretty hesitant and critical. Like, uh, you know, and, and I'm happy to eat crow on that uh, by all means. So I'm, I'm glad it's worked out. Now if we could just get – Michigan football to work out a little bit. That'd be good, but I digress. 
<laughs> I know. I had a conversation over the weekend about Michigan football, and it's like, yeah, just it's bringing it, it's the lack of uh, lack of the ability to develop people at quarterback position, yeah. and then because you're not focusing on them, then you're almost forcing yourself to go out and get a grad school transfer. Yes. And then winds up being this self-perpetuating cycle because you get these guys who feel I can do better somewhere else and putting themselves in the portal yep. and just seeing what's next. Oh, man, it's a crazy, crazy uh, system. I am going to change. Yeah, it was a crazy system. I This is a number, and I want to see if you knew it. Of the college basketball players for this past season, one-third are in the portal for this upcoming year. Now, and that's that's like D-League basketball, too, included in that, right? Like to where they can just go and play. And aren't they guaranteed like a $250,000 salary or something like that if they get drafted into that league or something? Yes. Yeah. So they, Yeah, but know. that's still not a lot of guys, but it's, it's still a lot of guys. And, you know, they said you may see some mid-majors kind of almost, I hate to say, abandon high school recruiting. Right. But more recruit through the portal and say, hey, we've got a guy, we've got three to four players who are juniors and seniors. Yeah. They just got here. They can play immediately. It's a change of scenery and maybe even less pressure for them. Yeah. No, it's a good call. Good call. Uh, all right, man. Let's talk a little bit about Martinsville. Let's start with the uh, the 72 hours of rain that we had. Uh, you know what? Uh, Newdorf called it uh, early in the week last week. Um, you know, not that that's a good thing, but it was no. there. It was on the system. What uh, you know was did it did it linger? Did it do what it, you guys thought it was going to do? What what happened there? I will speak for myself when I did the forecast. Um, on Sunday for Patreon, and, and you know it's a Friday. Then I'm looking at Friday Saturday forecast. I'm like, is it too early to put the Sunday forecast out? Ah, I got you. That's yeah. where it was. That's where you were at. Okay, <laughs> a week before. Yeah, yep. like yeah, this isn't going to be good. And I think it was just a matter of. Um, it wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when and people wanting to argue about views and radar views. And, but it was interesting because you never had anybody, I think everybody kind of accepted it was going to rain and we just knew the forecast. And luckily the, I say luckily the forecast verified, but we weren't going to take, crap for that but just i think is more now nascar's being the target for why are they even on the track right yeah and well, we had talked yeah. about that before yeah well you know and i think with that you know you got to look at you know and i could be dead wrong but like we had talked about before you know uh not that it's right i don't know this is just my gut feeling is that they had fans there uh you know it, it's it's fans back at the track is is still new and i just think that nascar maybe felt an obligation to put something on for whoever was still there if they could regardless of how long that was so that's what i uh, think you know and like i said i could be so dead wrong on that it's not even funny but to me that just makes sense as to why they would have gone through all that knowing that there was another system coming uh, you're being a touch more altruistic and i'm usually the optimist <laughs> almost to a fault my, my thought was they didn't want to go up against the end of the masters ah fair enough fair and enough. i'm not sure what when one ended with regards to the other yep that if i could start it yep 
run what they run 46 50 laps yeah and then even even some early laps just for track drying themselves so you kind of started on time those laps didn't count right and it was just it was, it was a cluster bleep it was yeah it was it was and it wasn't even the fun kind no no and i'm just glad none of the drivers got hurt yeah uh it, it's weird to say it i'm glad where x quote accidentally got in the davison or where it got in the davison and, and it wasn't davis just losing it on a wet track sure um but yeah it was you know they got an inch of rain uh over that whole time period and that's crazy it was just as just as forecast and yeah so i don't think there's any the lesson learned here is if you feel there's going to be rain stick with it right (laughs) well how uh are you bringing us better news for this weekend at richmond sir um this is a good this is a good one because i think people's apps are going to be a bit more pessimistic than i am because they're just going to say chance of rain okay um for saturday we have a one looking at the time right here. We have a 142 start on the truck race. So you have an earlier start on a race. You have a shorter race. You have a chance of late afternoon showers and thunderstorms. So I'm thinking the truck race should actually be done before the rain really start, kind of starts to move in. Okay. And then it's going to rain overnight. And then it's going to clear out. You're going to. I'm not sure if the front's going to push through or if the low's going to stay south of it. But the winds are going to shift northwest. It's still going to be cloudy, and it's going to get really cool really quick in the afternoon with the northwest winds at 10 to 15. But I think that the rain will be out of there uh, before the start of the race, and that's a 3 o'clock. I've got a 3 o'clock TV start, so I would guess green flags at 3.30-something. We'll have a a green track with cool track conditions, so that actually could make for some interesting racing. So. Yeah, I'll be uh, tuned in for both races. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, Lap Traffic Nation, make sure you follow Aaron on Twitter at RaceWeather, along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Sir, great to catch up with you, and uh, we'll hit you up in a couple weeks. I'll be back in two. All right, man, we'll see you. Talk to you later. Oh, great to catch up with Aaron and looking forward to get Mr. Newdorf back on next week. Uh, right now, it's time for this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. You guys know the drill. All you got to do is tweet your picks at the end of the race, or you can call the Wave Around Hotline, 248-965-9538. Uh, my Lucky Dog Picks this weekend are going to Josh Berry and my Lap Traffic Fantasy Picks because I never get to give my fantasy picks a lucky dog vote uh lap down gotta go to the weather uh okay let's get to your tweeted responses scott at 1985 wagner's a lucky dog uh xfinity edition is going to josh berry for the first win for jrm in the series lap down riley Hurst having a solid run until the tire cut uh scott's cup edition picks lucky dog kevin harvick Finally got a top 10. A lap down. Kyle Busch, two spins. Can't get the win. Uh, Jeff at JBev 1789's Lucky Dog. The battle between Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin. Good, clean racing. That's 100% there, sir. Lap down. Alex Bowman and his luck this year running ninth and flat out broke. Second transmission uh, and a loose wheel. Feel for him and Greg Ives and the Ally Racing team. Yeah, that, that hurt me in one of my fantasy leagues. That's that's for sure. Uh, Let's see here. Jeff got a second lucky dog. How about Josh frickin' 
Barry. Such a feel-good story. So happy for him. So many good short track drivers that just need a shot. He got his and capitalized. Great work. Uh, 100%. That I mean, there's no way around that. Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragons. Lucky dog. The 19 team took him all day to get there, but got the job done. A lap down the 12 car of Ryan Blaney. Just dumb luck. That was the winning car. Would have been nice to see the battle between the two Gibbs cars and Blaney in the end. Uh, Jeremy at a living room war wagon, a lucky dog, Martin Truex Jr., wheelman, lap down Ryan Blaney, pit road mistakes. Uh, Kristen at K Hogland 79, lucky dog, Truex, first repeat winner this year. A lap down goes to Blaney for his late race penalty that screwed up my fantasy pick. Uh, that was you and a lot of people, Kristen. <laughs> uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fans, a lucky dog, Josh Berry, great story for the underdog. Lap down Blaney, blew a shot to win with a silly penalty. And the fan who threw the beer at Truex during his burnout, that's alcohol abuse. Oh, that's funny, Jess. I like that. Uh, Mick at GoDucks42 underscore Mick's lucky dog. Larson getting a top five at his worst track. Lap down the weather. Mick, I got to tell you, like, I have come so close to picking Larson uh, in lap traffic fantasy. And I just feel like when I do, that's going to be the one race where he doesn't do well. So his next race that he does bad at, I'll be picking him the following week. That's, that's going to be my my strategy for Larson. Uh, Carson at Carson Haglund's lucky dog goes to uh, Dale Jr. for picking Josh Berry to pilot the number eight for the first half of the season. Lap down goes to the weather on Saturday. WrestleMania, World of Outlaws, Cup, Xfinity, all in one day almost happened. Uh, that's great, man. Uh, Matt at uh, CH9SE fan. Uh, lucky dog. My man Chase managed P4 both stages and drove his ass off for a P2. Maybe could have won with 10 more laps. Lap down. Uh, hard not to go with Blaney, but I'm going Almarola. He hit everything but the pace car and just got beat down all day. I love it. All right. Those are your tweeted responses. Uh, let's get to your calls on the Wave Around Hotline. News Net. Uh, I really thought with the cup race today, uh, it was absolutely uh, towards the end that battle between Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin. Uh, what a battle. Uh, it is just racing. I really do feel bad for Denny Hamlin that he had it that flat at the end. But as I said, it is just racing. And, you know, it was an incredible battle at the end and we finally have our first multi-winner driver of the year in the cup series the streak is over at seven races but you know again i really did think going into martinsville this weekend i really did think the streak was going to end we were going to have our first um, multi-winner driver of the year in the Cup Series this weekend. So, you know, um, I think the trend is going to continue. Richmond, short track next weekend, I think there's a possibility we could have another winner going into next weekend. Uh, but at the same time, I think the trend is we're going to see more um, multi-winner driver winners uh, coming uh, as we continue on through the season. So, anyway, i got a couple of lucky dogs for this weekend. Uh, first of all, in the Xfinity Series, first-time career winner, Josh Berry. Uh, after the um, 
accident he had at Atlanta where his car basically dug into the grass and took him out of the race, to come and win the race at Martinsville, absolutely incredible. I'm very happy for Josh Berry. And my other lucky dog this weekend is going to go to NASCAR. Uh, You know, it was a very tough weekend with the weather down there in Martinsville. But, you know, I really think NASCAR did the right thing, you know, for the forecast. Yes, we had to wait several hours for the Xfinity Series and, you know, complete the Cup Series in the Xfinity Series today after the rainouts over the last couple of days. But in the end, we got incredible racing. That's really great for the fans. So no lap downs this week. So anyway, enjoy your week as always, Brandon, Lap Trap and Nation. I'll talk to you next weekend after the races at Richmond. Thank you so much, Brandon. Take care. Bye. Oh, Matt, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate you. Uh, you know, I guess uh, the one thing I would say is, you know, when you, you talk about Josh Berry there, you know, what he had in Atlanta, uh, you know, to win at Martinsville, your first time, uh, you know, only 13 races. I don't think he's raced at Martinsville in Xfinity. I think this was his first time there uh, in an Xfinity car. I know he's, uh, I believe they said on broadcasts that he's done some uh, modified races there. But to be able to go out there and put on that type of a show to hold off veterans in the Xfinity series, um, you know, that just is a testament. You know, it's one thing to go out and and win at a mile and a half or two mile track to where, you know, it, it's to the floor. You hit the setup right uh, and, and it's sailing um, to do something like he did at Martinsville is, I think, a little extra special, which is really, really cool. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with you there. All right. Got one more for you. It's the voice of the Wave Around Hotline. What's going on, Lap Traffic Nation? This is the voice of the Wave Around Hotline. I'm racing camp, calling in, post paperclip. Love Martinsville. Arguably the best track on the circuit. Never, ever puts on a bad race. A bad race there is still a good race at any mile and a half. So we saw a damn good race at Martinsville last yesterday, two days ago. I don't even know what day it is. Um, Mark Truex, first repeat winner of the year. Not really a surprise to do short track ace hole and DJ. Uh, my lap down, lucky dog. I'm going to start with the lucky dog this week. Uh, it's got to be Josh Berry, man. I mean, that is so cool to see someone uh, straight up from, from the grassroots coming from nothing and winning in a junior motorsports car in the Xfinity Series. That, that's really cool. I, I don't know if anyone's upset that he won. If you are, I'd love to hear why. What fans want to see the, you know, rough and tumble short track racer. No one wants to, not no one, but, you know, it gets nice to see a little bit of kind of diversity up there. Uh, a lot of these guys come from uh, a, a metric F load of money, and that's not the case with Josh Barry. So a little bit of a breath of fresh air. Lap down is going to be the ARCA breaks that led to the Daytona and Talladega-like big one on the backstretch at Martinsville. I don't think I've ever seen a 15-car pile up at Martinsville, but, hey, there's a first for everything. Looking forward to more short track racing next week at Richmond, which is the grandfathered in short track, according to some. But Richmond during the day is way better than Richmond at night with these cars. So I'm really excited to get some day racing there at Richmond. 
Ah, oh, Mr. Andrew Canteen, thanks for calling in, brother. Uh, yeah, you know, as, as I said a little bit ago with uh, uh, Aaron Studwell, um, you know, I think the fact that it's going to be cooler um, at, at, at Richmond uh, during the day, uh, I'm with you. I think we're, we're setting up for uh, what might be some more entertaining racing than what we've had uh, at Richmond, um, you know, over the last couple of uh, spring, early summer, whatever you want to call them, races there. Uh, and the only thing, Cants, I got to say, uh, Martinsville, be, Mar- Martinsville is one of the best tracks. And I honestly would have to put Martinsville and Darlington side by side, and you could possibly put Bristol there. I think those three are just leaps and bounds ahead of everything else. Uh, whether you need to order them one, two, three, or just put them on the same line, uh, I, I think it's 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 those three and everybody else. Uh, but I digress. All right, that is going to do it for this week's Lucky Dog a Lap Down segment. Uh, keep them coming for next week, and looking forward to what you guys bring. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, let's wrap this thing up with some Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Check the website out if you need to see what drivers in the Cup Series you still have available. Keep the Twitter interaction up using the hashtag LTFantasy. There's only five more Cup races to go in Segment 1 before uh, we reset and uh, start having a cumulative total that'll set our playoff field. Uh, Joining me on the line, though, is first time on... He's one of the guys that had the weekly high this week. It's Henry Fletcher. Henry, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, friend. Appreciate you having me on. Of course, man. Thanks for calling in, man. Listen, hey, uh, it's it's the first time in the league. You're you're up there in the standings. Week high. You picked up some bonus points. Uh, things are going well for you. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure what entirely I've, I've got going on here. I feel like I played a little bit safe. I uh, I'm glad to have these three bonus points. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully we can keep it up. Excellent. Well, hey, listen, uh, it's your first year in the league. What do you think of it so far? Is, is it too complicated? Is it just right just to make sure, like, if you're going to play, that you're going to be all in? What, what are your thoughts? No, I like it a lot. I mean, the only the only thing would be just, like, being able to see going back what, what the points all would be. But it's a whole lot of fun. I'm always excited to see, you know, what, what the results are. Always checking to see what, what the total points for the week are to see if I might have a chance to call in. So, uh uh, glad, glad to be on. That's awesome. Well, hey, I mean, you nailed it this week. You got, you scored the highest points possible, 110 points with Martin Truex Jr. and Noah Gregson. And a lap, it is your first year, uh, so you know. For me, uh, five years playing in this league, and I've always sucked some major ass. So uh, for me to pick up 103 points this week with Grexon and Elliott, um, I'm not in the top 10, but over the last couple weeks, I've gone from 36, 32nd. I'm up to 23rd. I am very excited, Lab Traffic Nation. Um, Henry, let's uh, let's reset the top 10 here real quick. Uh, in first with 778 points is Fred LeClaire. In second with 754 is Jess Rose. In third with 741, our guest tonight, Henry Fletcher. In fourth with 713, Michael Mason. Uh, in fifth with 707, C.J. Wolliver. Uh, in sixth with 700 is John Etwinsel. In seventh with 692 is the uh, Blind Spot Podcast. Uh, in eighth with 691, Carson Hagelin. In ninth with 690, Michael Elliott. And in tenth with 689, Stephen Florence. Uh, and then the bonus points, man. Henry. 
you're, you're the lone guy there with three bonus points in first. Uh, we got Sherwin, Brett Morris, Brian Hall, Brian Newdorf, Carson Haglin, Don James, Eddie Greer, Joseph Scapino, and uh, Stephanie Holler, all with two bonus points. And then there's a bunch of people with one. Uh, man, what would you think of the racing this weekend? Yeah, well, Martinsville is one of my favorite tracks, and I mean, I thought that race had it all. Um, I know that that red flag after the the wreck on the backstretch took maybe a little bit longer than planned, but I mean, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I, I was thrilled. I'm a, I'm a big Ryan Blaney fan, so obviously I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, I thought he had the car to beat in the long runs, but you know, I am a Truex guy as well from the north originally, so uh, was happy for Truex. I, I thought it was one hell of a race. Yeah, no, man. I you know, I said it a little bit ago on the show. Uh, I thought the you know stage one and a half through two basically when we pick things up uh you know i'm not gonna lie i did a little channel surfing with that but man once once teams had to manage tires and and the brakes became an issue uh that's when things really picked up and, and that's and that's when martinsville delivers and it was just an incredible ending to that race oh yeah, oh, yeah. i think this is blaney's year to get a couple of a couple of wins and i know denny here he's dying to get one too so i, I thought it was an awesome race well and that's the thing you know i i those two both have a shot this weekend at Richmond, as does as does Martin Truex Jr. to to pick up two in a row and become our first three peat winner this year. So uh, things could get real interesting this year. And then we also know Kyle or this weekend. Um, so what do you say, man? You ready to make some picks? Yeah, let's do it. All right, lap traffic fantasy. We are headed to Richmond, where Martin Truex Jr. swept the 2019 races, and we'll be looking up looking to pick up win number three. Last year's winner, Brad Keselowski, is still looking for his first win of the year. Can the number two car get to victory lane and be the first of the powerhouse teams to send all their cars to victory lane this year? Kyle Busch swept the 2018 races at Richmond, and he, too, is looking for his first win of 2021. What about SHR? Can they get anything rolling? Harvick tends to do it well at Richmond, but hasn't seen victory lane since 2013. Can we get winner number eight? Who gets some Richmond love? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for our picks. Henry, we'll start with you for the truck series. Who do you got? Yeah, for the truck. So <laughs> I think Kyle Bush is going to have those KBM trucks set up perfectly. So I'm going to roll with the Ford truck, Don Hunter. Oh, man, I am with you with that same pick, you know. I uh, and that sometimes tends to be a curse, man. So I <laughs> just give me. I, I flip flop with uh, the Greg Eight Finger, but ultimately with, with the boss man running, I, I thought he uh, might cut John Hunter a little bit slack at some stage points. Yes, no, I feel you there. No, I'm going. I, I'm with you. I think John Hunter. Uh, this is a hard race to pick, just because we don't have a uh, we don't have a big data set to choose from in mm -hmm. terms of. Uh, you know, being able to look back at past races at Richmond. You know, last year was the first time they they ran trucks at Richmond in about 15 years. So uh, it, it's 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 hard to pick this one. So I think John Hunter is a safe pick. I'm with you there. Uh, and who do you have left? And who are you going with for the Cup race on Sunday? Yeah, well, I think that 19 car is going to victory lane again, but uh, using it at Martinsville, so I'm going to go with Rowdy Bush, number 18, sticking with the, the Kyle Bush theme. Fair enough. I like that. Yes, I am. Uh, I am going to double down on Martin Truex. I, I got him left. I almost used him this past week, but uh, I, I went with Chase, which still worked out. So hopefully Martin Truex can get me a good bonus points day there for sure. Uh, well, man, listen, good luck this weekend. And uh, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you too, Brandon. Great meeting you. Thanks. Take care, man. We'll see ya. You too.
All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 234 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Follow on Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. Don't forget about the giveaway, less than 140 to go. Huge thanks to Brett Moffitt, Freddie the Pizza Man, NASCAR Sammy, Aaron Studwell, and Henry Fletcher for calling into the show tonight. Don't forget, bonus show Thursday with Dustin Albino from jski.com. Send some questions, comments, suggestions, all that good stuff over to us. Don't get caught chasing a lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya!